So sometimes, uh, uh, well, for the video, I'm talking about when I started to share uh, this message, so to speak, in the, in the framing of recovery. So it was 1991, I think. So I started to give these talks, and I was, I was something had happened, and I was seeing self as other, yeah? I was seeing this idea of me as really implying not me, yeah? And so, uh, and it was persistent. It couldn't get around it. It just seemed like, this, and at least in alcoholism, it looked like a pathogen, something that got introduced to the system and took over the system and the system was used for transportation really to fulfill its agenda yes so you were basically being used by something that overcame the system to the point where it was calling itself to be the system so how are you going to get out of something if you think you're that something see it's the greatest strategy because if this parasite convinces the host that it's the host, the host can entertain tons of things, but it can't entertain being free from it. It entertains freedom as it, yeah, or for it, or with it, or by it, yeah? So it's totally, its possibilities are totally diminished based on the identification. It was so freaking obvious, yeah? So I saw that this thing, idea of self, manifesting in these various ways is what has defeated us. And I didn't know if the writer of that knew or not how I saw it, but I said, well, he's making it very clear there's us and something else. Yeah, there's this foreign pathogen called self, and then there's us. And this pathogen's defeating us, right, by manifesting through us, yeah? So basically, it's producing effects through us, and those effects bite us on our own ass. Yeah. And it seemed amazing that its strategy was so good that I was calling its effects my effects. So the, the manifestations that were used to defeat me, I was calling them mine, which actually allowed them to defeat me. Yeah, if I saw them in, let's say, as Stanley's manifestations, and I was seeing them as Paul, Stanley's manifestations would not have the effect that Paul's manifestations would have on Paul. Yeah, Paul just really upped up the influence of the, the effects. So it's in the act of being identified with this, this idea, and to me, the idea of self could be framed as a feeling, a sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity that has certain attributes when it comes to doing, it's a doer. When it comes to feeling, it's a feeler. When it comes to seeing, it's a seer, yeah? Or it's the seen, or it's the felt, or it's the done to. It plays both roles. It plays the subject role, that I'm, I'm doing the thinking, and it the, plays the object that's being thought about. It, can, it switches. That's what dualism is. It switches back and forth. And the dualism, when the undifferentiated light, let's say as an image, this isn't what's happening, but as an image to provoke something, the undifferentiated light goes through this camera of dualism, it projects duality. Yes? The dualism, the undifferentiated light going through the dualistic the dualism of lenses produces, projects duality, right? Hmm? This isn't working with the kids talking. He's uh, got to concentrate yeah, right, here. Right. 
All right, so let me just go back with this. So here's the undifferentiated light, yes? Now, the undifferentiated light, when it's seen in differentiation, doesn't mean it's differentiated. It's still the undifferentiated light, yeah? You can see it as zillions of things, but it's still the light. The light doesn't lose itself appearing as something else. Yeah? So the undifferentiated light is undifferentiated. No matter if you see it in thousands of differentiations, it's not. Yeah? So there's undifferentiated light, goes through these lenses, and then these lenses project duality. And suddenly, from the dualism of this, we take ourselves to be in a real place that seems to have opposites, that seems to have yes and no, close and far, this or that, and we think close is distinctly different than far, when in fact they're not, yeah? They're like the same coin, but two sides of the same coin, yeah? Now you look at one side, you think it's a totally different coin than the other, but it's the same coin, yeah? So you have close, Far, this, that, male, female, yes, no, da, 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 yeah? And so we put a lot of distinctions on it, but in fact, they're just, they're, just, they're like two ends of the same pole, so to speak. So tell me where the pole is yes and where the pole is no. Yeah, it's just, it's arbitrary. It's an interpretation. So undifferentiated light, the beauty of it is the, even though it seems to differentiate, meaning it's appearing to the light that it is differentiated, it doesn't mean it's differentiated. It appears. This is the whole out. The whole out of this in is this in is an appearance. It's seemingly being so. It's not so. It has no so-ness as a base. Its base is seemingly. And you have it every day, all day, people. In AA, we have a typical statement. People come into recovery and their minds change, let's say, by doing what we do. And they, they, they start sharing. You know, that thing I thought was the worst thing that ever happened to me, I see it now as the best thing that ever happened to me. What was it? Was it the worst thing? And, now, and then suddenly, magically, it transformed into the best thing? Or were you giving it the meaning it was the worst thing, and now that which is giving the meaning has changed, so now you see an extreme opposite of the worst of worst thing is now the best of best thing. What's that but a teaching fucking aid? What are you supposed to see in that? Jesus Christ. That was the worst thing, now it's the best thing. How could it be anything? Yeah? Just like when you learn that... You're in these rooms in recovery. I came into recovery, man. I remember the feeling of it. I was so, I had a thick shell of terminal uniqueness. Unbelievable. I swear to God, I shared it last night. I swear I would have bet it on a stack of Bibles like some people are doing right now with the stuff going on in their head. I would have sworn that no one thought like I did. No one. No one definitely did not feel like I did. And no one did the heinous things that I'd done. And I came to meetings where people share their thoughts, their feelings, and what's, what's happened. And I could, after a few months, I just couldn't believe it. I could only come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts? Or they're not my thoughts. How can these be mine if everyone has it? It goes totally against the proprietoriness of I'm the doer. If everyone's doing the same action, am I really the doer of that action? Yeah. 
So I saw, I saw the impersonalness of what was being taken so personally. It was purely observation. I, the information was produced and then I saw its verification from my own laboratory by walking around and checking things out. Yeah, just look at the basis of a subjective experience. Is, if that's not the definition of dreaming, I don't know what is. Everyone goes to the same event and leaves with a different feeling about it. That's fucking dreaming to me. What else? If you override everything here, in a sense, if you're giving the meaning to the thing, not the thing giving the meaning to you, yes, you're dreaming. Have you ever heard, you hear, okay, there's a, I could read like a biographical statement of Paul. All right, Paul Hedeman was born in Long Island from a poor middle-class family, ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba, this and that, and all these statistics. And, you know, you, you seem to be glued to that. All right, that's Paul Hedeman. But then I hear a description of Paul Hedeman. You're the dreaming of the dreaming. You're giving everything all the meaning it has. Yes? And that fits me a whole lot better than the historical story of Paul Hedeman. The action of what I am, the activity of what I am, is much more closer to what I am than a fucking story of the noun. And I feel like I'm dreaming. And I feel and I know I'm giving everything all, all the meaning it has all day, including this. Yeah? So you read these little formulations, they're not like fucking intellectual oddities. You entertain it and see what happens. It will verify itself. So you start seeing from what you really are, just by little tags, little things trigger it. So I'm going to read something that triggered it quite a lot in my spiritual youth. <laughs> yeah, and it comes from The Course in Miracles. In the old book, I think it's page 462. I use it every year. First of all, because I'm lazy, and second of all, I think it's a perfect description of what we're not. Now, if it, if it triggers something in you, fucking wear the shoe, yeah? See what it shows. All right, so here he says, or whatever it is, he, she, or it, it's just a download, so. It says, yet we have heard a very similar description earlier. I think it's talking about what we're not in the earlier pages, yeah? says, yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. The only description you can hear is not of you. You are indescribable, unknowable, untouchable. I don't understand why we're not getting it. The, all the things talk about that which is is indescribable, then why is people sitting up in front of us trying to describe all you are as consciousness? Fuck that direction. See what you're not. You can describe what you're not. Because you can see the activity that's implying it. Yeah? All right, so. But still this straight, say, all right, you have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. That to me is clear teaching, tell you the truth. If you leave here with a description that's not of you, that's a good fucking message. If you, just, if you hear a description of what you supposedly are as what you're not, it goes fucking nowhere. It goes, but nowhere. So, but, still, but still, this strange idea 
which this talk, let's say, accurately describes you think is you. Yeah. It's not you is you, it's you think it's you. The thinking precedes the sense of being what you're not, obviously. It reinforces it, it's the suggestion of it, it's how it gets constantly assumed and implied, it's through thought, yeah? And how the thoughts have so much sway is they're held as yours or about you, that's why. I'm immune to your thoughts, but the same thought held as mine can ruin my day. It's the exact same thoughts. We're not, we don't have zillions of thought systems. We have a stock version of self-centeredness. Some of us have English, some of us have two languages, some of us have three languages, some of us have different language, but it's basically the same stock version. We see everything as how it pertains to me. Yeah. And the, the English language is very strong. Italian's lesser. Then it, the English language is totally implying you have a lot to do with shit you have nothing to do with. So you say, hey, hand me my slice of the pizza. It's not your slice of the pizza, it's a slice of pizza. But it's my pizza, you know, it's constantly my, my in English. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, pass me my fork. It's not, it's a fork. It's not my fork. Pass me my fork. No, pass the fork. Yes, that's more, that's clearer. My fork. Why are you using my fork? Yeah? So it goes, reason would tell you, and if you don't want to do this way, we can go the other way. But I just, some people are into the course, so riff on the course. So it says, reason would tell you, or you could supplant the word reason with wisdom. But say, wisdom would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. Yeah? So let's say these eyes are not yours. Yeah. So the eyes that see the world are not your eyes. They're an apparatus, let's say. Let's give it the, the idea of an apparatus. I don't even think it's that. I think it's an imagination. But let's say it's a real apparatus. Well, the apparatus has programmed eyes. Its pro eyes are programmed to see things. Yes? To see things. Not no thing, things. All right, so... Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would seeing such as this, to whom would seeing such as this, let's call it self-centeredness, to whom would seeing such as self-centeredness send its message back to? To the idea of self, yes? So, reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Surely not you. I mean, surely not you. You know, it's basically a very nice way of saying it. You know, come on. It's obviously not you. If you were a little kid and you came up to you now, and you as a little kid saw you worrying about what's not happening, the kid would be going, what the fuck? Let's go out and play. Oh, you'll be insane. No, next week, next week. He wouldn't, he'd see you as insane. Yeah? The idea that What's not happening overrides what's happening would be completely foreign to a kid. Completely foreign to it. So, to whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon this world. Yeah? So what eyes look upon this world? These eyes, right? The Course is basically saying, your vision is not of eyes, it's of awareness, right? Yeah? And your vision is totally different than the eyes that see this world. 
So the eyes that see this world are in a form of seeing called looking, and then there's awareness, which is seeing. Looking is almost like seeing, getting adapted to time. So seeing in time is disguised as looking. And what's happening, most of us are trying to use the seeing disguised as looking to look for what's seeing. That's why we're blind to it, because we are what's looking. Yeah, We just don't think so. Yes, we just don't think so. And it's not we don't think so. It's the mental state doesn't think so. But we're identified with the idea the mental state has us. So when we say it, it's very clear the mental state thinks so. But you don't think so. Can you see the difference between why waste any more time waiting for the mental state to change? It's not. The mental state is constantly going to think you're a fucking doer and a thing. Yeah? But that doesn't mean it's you that doesn't think so. See the difference. The thinking doesn't think so, but I'm not the thinker. I can have a con contrary reality to that, yes? I can see its machinations. I don't have to be completely absorbed in its machinations. I can hear thoughts, but I don't need to listen to thoughts. They're different. Consciousness, because there's consciousness, I'm hearing thoughts, yeah? But I, the listening is arbitrary. The listening is a different thing. There's an intent there. That's what sets everything off, is our believing is what makes it seem to be so. What else could fool reality but reality? Tell me. What, what, what... Is there a super illusion that could fool reality? No, the only thing that can fool reality is reality. Reality is the only thing that can pull the wolves over reality. There's no fucking cloud of mire that covers it up. It's us. So it goes here, let's see. Uh, surely not you whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. Like Hoang Po says, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. So this is not what's seeing. I see it. You're off the board. You see it. This is off the board. Yeah? Let's see what's really playing here. It's the seeing, not the idea of the seer. Yeah. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? No, what can, what can it show to you? It's not your vision. That's the whole point of it. By seeing what you're not is how you find out what you are. You have a failed system that's masquerading as you. You see it as not you. That's his success. That's what a failed system to... The success of a failed system is its revelation. It's failed. That's it. It succeeds. Everything here succeeds in that which is dreaming. Nothing isn't used by the dreaming. Look at recovered out lives. An alcoholic life that there was seemingly no good meaning into it is rich in helping others, yeah? Everything in the dreaming is successful. All the failedness is successful because it teaches you it's failed. So there's a possibility of maybe I don't need to rely on this. Maybe you, maybe perhaps as we say in AA, there's a better way. What's the better way? Trusting something infinite rather than what? Finite self. How do you trust finite self? By devotion to the thoughts. 
You're entrusting a finite self by your devotion to thoughts. You're worshiping at that God and you're getting your just fucking desserts from it. It wants to wring you out like a fucking towel with no water left and it'll keep fucking ringing. You're like a golden cow to it. You can't get out of thought through thought. You have to entertain. You may not be the thinker of it. It's easier for recovered people because they can at least generalize some of the thoughts as alcoholic thoughts. And hopefully that idea they're not mine can expand to all thoughts. But at least begin with their fucking alcoholic thoughts because the evidence is in by listening to alcoholics share that how can these be mine if you have them? We're in a shared system infected with alcoholism. It's not my alcoholism, it's our alcoholism in a sense. And actually, we're alcoholism. All alcoholism has us, we don't have alcoholism. <laughs> That's the arrogance of self-centeredness. <laughs> alcoholism actually has us. It's like one of the demigods of selfing. It's one of the more vicious, vindictive gods. It is. It's... Instead of wielding a sword, it's six packs. <laughs> Vodka bottles. Fucking Jack Daniels. <laughs> like, a, like a thousand armed whatever. <laughs> Man, it's a nasty little demigod. I mean, being taken by it and over by it is not that fucking friendly. <laughs> but it affixes to the original disease which is obsession with self, for sure, for sure. Alcoholism just amplifies qualities of selfing to the point they get embarrassing and also they get easily recognized by authority figures. <laughs> so you're usually going to attract a lot of undue attention and end up in bad places. <laughs> Your frequency is a little too loud. Yeah. <laughs> So the brain cannot, oh, this is not your vision. What can it show to you? The brain, this is beautiful, the next one. The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. It's such a beautiful, nice saying. You know, he's basically saying this you would understand. Stop believing this is seeing anything fucking real. It isn't. It can't. It cannot interpret what your vision sees. It cannot interpret awareness. It can't interpret nothingness. It can't. All it can do is conceptualize it. It says, the brain interprets... Oh, this is so beautiful. The brain interprets to the body... Here, oh, wait a minute, I want to see. The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. I rest my case. Yeah. If you have an allegiance to the Course in Miracles, well, then follow what it's saying here. The brain is interpreting this event to the body of which it is a part. That's why you can't understand what it's saying because it's missing the point. You're not the body. Yes? Its whole apparatus is interpreting, collating, going over all the material, the metadata, the algorithms, to see how it pertains to the body. And you're not. 
But what uh, says the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. But what it what it says you cannot understand. Yet you have listened to it, and I'd add ad nauseum, or I didn't, you know. <laughs> and long and hard you try to understand his messages. Yeah. I know you really care for me. No, it doesn't. It's not going to become domesticated. It's not going to become a service parasite. It's a fucking parasite. It wants what you're offering. You are a possibility. It can conjure up itself. So here we go. It says, all right, so you now you have not realized it's, it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. You have received no messages at all you understand. For you have listened to what can never communicate. And I'm telling you, the head does not communicate. It narrates. It's like a color guy on a fucking football telecast. It's no communication. It narrates. For you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Think then what happens. I'd rather not think. What happens? Denying what you are, this is the, this is the, 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 uh, the autopsy, so to speak. Denying what you are, no one feels like they're denying what they are, they are right now, do you? No, you're not sitting here, I'm denying what I am. No, you seem to be affirming what you're not. <laughs> you don't see the opposite effect, and in duality there's always an opposite effect, yes? So... I would change the sentence, but I'll read it the way it says. It says, denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. I would say, firm in faith that you are something else is the denying of what you are, in my view. That's how it produces the denial. I believe that being firm in faith that you are something else, then something, what do you mean, something else? Something else other than what you are, yes? That's the something else. So something, the mental state is firm in faith. It's not you that's firm in faith. Why do you keep aligning yourself to that which you're not? Why do we keep claiming the manifestations of what, what we're not? Why do we keep claiming the actions of what we're not? Why do we keep claiming the narration about what we're not as what we are? This is it. This is what these talks are about, trying to point out to you so that you can see what you're not. In seeing what you're not, you will inevitably find out what you are. It's impossible not to. I'm not leading you astray. It may come through a lot of people differently. This is how it's come through here. I've seen it. So denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. Now, I could go on a huge riff about faith. Because I believe faith is a constant action. I think all this is based on faith, this whole place. And when someone says, I don't have any faith, there's faith in not having faith. Yeah? Faith precedes all this fucking manifestation. So faith is a force of mind, of manifesting, of dreaming. And the faith is going to manifest in the vehicles put in. And I can guarantee it, looking at what Faith in the thought system has manifested in your life. Anxiety being produced out of what's not happening. What could do that but faith? Yeah? What could produce a miracle of making something out of nothing other than faith? 
So firm in faith that, of, that you are something else is the basis of this whole place. Can you imagine if that faith could be moved to something, to another point? That same faith in the thought system that's producing anxiety out of what's not happening would produce an ease and comfort now if it was let alone. If it wasn't directed by the mental state, it would find a place to rest and would produce an ease and comfort now and you start at okayness, not searching for okayness. And not okayness based on how I look or this, or all these gauges, just a basic blatant okayness. Not okayness embedded in you, just okayness, just like a, a disruption of hostilities inside of yourself, like an armistice, like a peace, like a contentment and a satisfaction as the starting point, yeah? Not as the hopeful end, but like before you begin, you're chilled out. Your pursuit of happiness can be rather slow, maybe, because if you're already content, you're not really in the business of pursuing happiness. <laughs> it's a pipe dream. Yeah, you're just chilled out. And really, what more do you want? I don't understand. Oh, I want it to be stabilized. Hey, fucking, you're in a world of moving parts, bro. <laughs> that, which is, that which is unstable, it will never stabilize by that. Never because it thinks in two sides. But before that, that's where you can be completely convinced. That's where there's peace. That's where there's stabilization. Is it shook up? Uh, oh, it's dying. It's almost there. What page are you referencing? I think it's 462, but I can't see the bottom of the page. Okay. But I'll try to find it, but I think it's 462. All right, it's still going? Yeah. All right, so let me get on to this thing. We'll finish it. So de denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. Does that fit? Can't you sense it? Can you just open up a little place for something to land and see if that's what comes out? This something else that you have made to be yourself. See? Beautiful statement, made. This something else to me, the sense of the idea of being a long-lasting, independent doer, thinker, have a, that sense that you've conjured up in the dreaming, yes, that you've made to be yourself becomes your sight. Now, you're taking yourself to be the body because you're taking all the information the brain is collating to be the fucking truth about a real place that's being collated and interpreted to and as a body. So basically, for all intents and purposes, you are now a body. Saddled with an extreme fucking amount of subjectivity that's driving the fucking poor body fucking crazy. <laughs> the body cannot be handled the center of the universe. It's too much fucking attention for it. It's too much this unbelievable light that's great and very sustaining when it's dispersed. If it's focused, it will incinerate you. Look at, look at what happened when they first started naming mental diseases. They had like, I think, seven. Now there's 498. You know how they'll find thousands of them. The more they fucking look, the more they'll be shit to find. They don't see it's in the looking that produces the shit. On and on and on and on and on and on. Now, we, got, we were talking about it at dinner. 
Now we're in, we, it's like Narcissus with the pond, and the pond is like mobile. You, you're, you're carrying the pond all day, looking at yourself in the fucking screen. Yeah? And sooner while the hand and this, this thing won't have any difference. You'll just be walking around with a selfie arm, just watching yourself doing shit. <laughs> fucking insane. And then there'll be that image and that, and it'll be reflections like a mirror looking in a mirror. Infinite, you, 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 you. It's fucking, you're locked in a house of horrors. <laughs> you won't know if you were at the vacation or not till you go home and play the videos. Oh, there I am skiing, there I am. What, didn't you know you were skiing when you were skiing? Oh, oh. There I am catching a wave. No, that is, that's a video of you catching a wave. Where were you when you caught the wave? Or the wave actually catches you. Again, it's always self-centered. I caught the wave. The wave catches you. If you're boogie boarding or you're in the right position, it doesn't even take one, one kick. You're in the wave. The wave fucking catches you. You're not catching fucking any wave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> insane so now it's getting worse I mean I see people in beautiful parks and they're sitting on a bench and they're just looking at themselves all day I mean the disease is amping up man it's there's a marriage with technology that is going to be hard to be divorced from seriously I feel so all this stuff to me this, this bit of the course is pure negation. It doesn't spend one second describing what you are. It describes the whole paragraphs are describing what you're not. Exactly. Because what, who you're trying to, you're trying to talk to what you are, not who you are. You're trying to get to what you are about who you are, not who you are about what you are. It's always been that way. That's why the most poignant statements in spirituality are short little sentences. What's looking is what you're looking for. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Do you think a master would say that to anyone other than the Buddha? Even though there was 500 people there with all different names, he saw the Buddha in every one of them and he was trying to talk through them, not to them, through them to the Buddha and saying, hey Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself. That's very clear to the Buddha. It's incredibly clear. It doesn't need 800 pages of commentary. It's become, you got a nice, you woke up. <laughs> banged his head on the wall. A couple more times. We'll do it. You need about 12 more. I can tell. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. 12. 12. <laughs> so you see, you see the direction of it? That's why I like these paragraphs. He doesn't spend any time talking about us. He says all about, yes, about what we're not. So then he goes, all right, it must, so now you've made this something else to be yourself, yeah? What happens? It must be the something else that sees and as not you, yeah? So it must be the something else that's seeing right now and it is not you. So why the hell are you calling all this information yours? And uh, it must be that something else that seizes and has not you and then explains its sight to you fucking all day. Your vision would, of course, your vision, your inherent nature, yeah, the, what you are, 
Yeah? Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. You wouldn't need this GPS to be led by. Yet if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen, nor to suspect that what it tells you is not true. But now you do have a damn good reason to suspect that it's not true. You've listened to it long enough. And what can a failed system show you? It's failed and it's past due for all of us in this room. It's time to move on. It's done its job. You don't need to beat a dead horse. If you've been in spirituality and you're at this meeting, you're fucking done. Yeah? Chop, chop. Life has something in store for you. It wants to put you to use. Maybe you want to be a shovel, but you're going to be like a five-in-one. You're going to be multifunctional. It's going to put you to use. Yeah. The song has changed. Hear the new beat. You don't need to read any more books. You've read enough books, probably. You need to see more videos because I need more hits, maybe. <laughs> and it's worth seeing this live, I have to admit. It is. Because at least I have some fucking humor. You're not getting killed with monotone loving gazes. <laughs> fucking spirit in it, yes? Because it is tactile for me. Relief can be tasted. And you have something in you that knows, it knows. You know this is it, you know this is the answer. Just and put faith in that instead of the eyes that can't see this fucking thing. Yeah, like we say in AA, perhaps there's a better way. Trusting something infinite, which what would that be? The vision, other than your finite self, what would that be? A self-centered way of looking. That's basically it. You think you're only, there's only one subscription because it's presented as you and you alone. You can, you, can, you can get out of that contract quite easily and then you'll be directed by something prior to thought. You'll be changed instead of so busy trying to change. You'll be changed by these entertainings, yeah. Yes, so. It's four o'clock, far out. I'm a man of my word. Come back if you want, yes? We're gonna, this, it's funny, these talks build the momentum. I've seen it. Though I don't, I'm not a believer in time, and I don't believe in retreats, I don't mind two talks in two days. Two talks a day, two days. I don't think retreats are, do you know why? Because there's been too many of us on them. We've made retreats something else. Maybe they had a good intention, but you gotta look at the results. They've turned into a something else, yeah? A more is better type thing. And uh, that carousel has its own engine. You'll be on that for a long fucking time, yeah? 
And what, not one horse is better than the other horse, really. You, you'll never leave the carousel. And has no intention of letting you off either. Yes? Yeah, I, I did want to ask you about that because I've, I've heard you mention, um, I picked up on your um, the thing about retreats is, you know, uh, you don't seem to be very favorable of them. I, I do go on retreats and uh, I've wanted to ask you this. I mean, uh, you know, one of the big reasons I go is um, is the, the belief that there's something that's transmitted other than the words, right? That's why I'm, I'm probably here today, you know. Um, so I was hoping you could, you could comment on that. More, whatever your hope is being transmitted, there's not more of it transmitted because of more time. A transmission is to hit what's already there. It doesn't need to be hit with a constant ray. It needs one little ray of life to tell itself it's light. Yes, it doesn't need a fucking laser shot for two weeks. If you like that kind of stuff, it's great. And I think it's mostly for fellowship. You meet people that yeah, you like and it creates a nice environment. Yeah. I like to go against it because uh, that's just the type of action figure I am. Things rub me the wrong way. I just see it turns into a business and stuff. And I remember some of the things I went to early, the person that was leading it was never there. They weren't sitting with us the whole time and was wondering what they were doing, drinking lattes in the back, you know. And if they really have a sense of something's happened to them, they know they had nothing to do with it and nothing triggered it. These people seemingly woke up, they didn't wake up at a retreat. So uh, that's my feeling about it. So the transmission doesn't have to be long exposure because you are that which you're looking for. Maybe it needs one ray of light to, to remind the, the ball of light that it's a ball, yeah? So there's a lot of gratitude and respect, but it just seems like a way of putting it off in time. Yeah? Uh, the head loves to put it off in time. I think it's more direct. I don't think you need a long time. I think you need to hear the invitation and you can repeat that, but it doesn't have to be a drawn out, drawn out affair. And it's not like sitting underneath a sun lamp, you know. It's much better to be out in sunlight, I, I feel. Dispersed light is much, to me, healthier than any focused light, to tell you the truth. That's my feeling. When I went to a guy once, I heard him, he was from the Zen background, he said an old Zen saying, which I like, and he says, you know, I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. And then he says, it's even funnier than that. And then he laughed, and I had never heard him laugh like this. Not that I'd seen him a lot, but I never heard him laugh like this. And he says, it's even funnier that I'm a man standing in the river selling water. I walked out at that point, never went back. Why do I want to buy water if I'm in water? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. So. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of the reasons why. I think retreats sometimes have a feeling of time in them, and the message has nothing to do with time, in my view. Yeah, so I think I have, I'd have other opinions tomorrow, but those are the ones I have about it now. And I'm not a believer in intensives that much either, 
because I think a day in Toronto is intense enough, really. I mean, why, why build a, something weird? I, this is going to be an intensive. Fuck, it's intense enough. Fucking yeah. <laughs> I want a break, not an intensive. And then they have to find names to call the intensive. They have a large, they have a large marketing problem because they have a big community. So uh, how to integrate awakening into everyday life? Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Who the hell is going to do that? They have these weird, I got one from another group saying, uh, yes, we're ready to go. Have the courage to be your authentic self. Give me a fucking break. And they're, they're presenting themselves as non, non-duality. That's insane to me. Yeah? So I don't mind. I wish people had the right t- like uh, title over what's happening. I don't think a lot of messages messaging now is non-duality at all. You place you are playing such a huge role in it when in fact in non-duality you have no role at all, in my view, <laughs> except being it. But I don't know. Those are my takes on it. Yeah, and I like to bother people who see the other people. I don't know why I would. And I love people who go on retreats. Everyone here is polygamous. I'm the only. I'm the only. Uh, monogamous person here. I don't see anyone. Everyone sees other people. They're all spiritually fornicating with Rupert or Adyashanti all the time. I'm the only virgin here. (laughs) You're with me. Oh yeah, we gotta go. Hey, I hope that, what time tomorrow? Two to six. Oh, two to the six. Fantastic. Same place. Monday night at um, I, um, I eat a yoga studio, a hot yoga studio, and also in Peterborough. And it's, uh, Let me get that. Let me do something. 8.30, Peterborough, 7 to 9. Uh, 6.30 to 8.30 at I yoga studio in Peterborough, 7 to 9. And I can't remember the location because it was changed. It's look on the website. Two, two, look at the website. It's on the website. It's 2 to 6 here, right? It's 2 to 6 here. Right? Same room. And, um... Well, yeah, gonna, we got to get out of here. Yeah, just the door. They know we're coming. But we, yeah, there's another group coming in, so. Paul? Yeah, yeah, turn that off. Sure.